Hello and welcome to Weebspawn, which about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Toonami. And actually, spoilers ahead, because there's... When I was researching this, there is strangely a backstory about Tom. So if you want to know about that, spoilers ahead, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't know, Toonami is the American late night television programming block that primarily broadcasts uh, Japanese anime. And occasionally it will do American uh, action animes or like animations. But yeah, it's primarily anime, and in the early era of anime, that's where probably a lot of us listening, at least the American audience, uh, that's probably where we got a large source of our anime addiction. So it was created by Sean Atkins and Jason DeMarco, and it was produced by William Street, which is a division of Warner Brothers. Um, and it was owned by the Cartoon Network which is also a subsidiary of Warner Bros. Uh, so the name Toonami was a blend between the word cartoon and the word tsunami. And I guess it's kind of clever because it's primarily Japanese uh, anime. So you took uh, the Japanese word tsunami and cartoons. Yeah, so I guess it's clever. It's catchy, at least. Everyone knows the name. <laughs> And it broadcast every Saturday from midnight to 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Toonami initially ran as a weekday afternoon block on Cartoon Network from 1997 until 2004 when it transitioned to the Saturday evening format until its closure four years later. Now, Cartoon Network's block was primarily aimed at children and teenagers, um, roughly between the ages of like 9 and 15. And it originally ran, uh, its original run was from 1997 to 2008. The block was known for showcasing um, action-oriented stuff uh, with the heavy focus on Japan. And this is basically what made it become widely popular in the American audiences. And Toonami is very well known for its distinctive space-themed background, uh, anime music, and like a drum bassy type soundtrack. And as Bobby has already mentioned, its robot named Tom, which is actually short for Toonami Operations Monu Module, which I did not know. And on May of uh, May twenty-sixth of twenty twelve. Toonami was relaunched as a late-night uh, block on Adult Swim. The current incarnation is a rebrand of Adult Swim Saturday Night Block. And um, this also primarily uh, airs anime as well. So yeah, there was a, a four-year gap where I guess it came offline, which I did not know that. That's new to me. I vaguely remembered it. Because as I was, like, researching it, uh, I do remember after I, like, watched the farewell scene, I do end up, like, 
it's one of those like hidden memories that when someone says it, all of a sudden it like clicks to you, and you're like, wait, I do like vaguely remember this, but it also explains to me why like when I was a kid, I was like, didn't tsunami wasn't that like in the afternoon or like the evening, not at night, not like this late night thing that I thought it was. And then when I was researching this, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Their time slots very, it changed throughout its course. <laughs> yeah. I was never into Toonami when it had an early time slot. I was only late night time slot. <laughs> I, I didn't get into anime until later in life. Yeah, most of the stuff, I mentioned this before, but like one of the, besides like Naruto, one of the main animes that got me into it from Toonami was The Prince of Tennis. That aired on Toonami, and I would always watch that like late night as well. I think that was when, I want to say it was like the 10 o'clock, when it was around the 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock time frame, Mm -hmm. whatever that one was. Yeah, you know, we'll get down. It shows me yeah, there. <laughs> you know, I so yeah, I got into anime a little bit later. You basically got me into Naruto, but they they must have done tsunami specials that ran through the daytime at some point, even in their nighttime slot. Because I remember coming over to your house for a Naruto marathon one time. I don't remember when that was, but I know that was well after they had a daytime slot. So I wonder if they had specials every so often. I would assume they would because, I mean, it's part of Cartoon Network. And sometimes Cartoon Network in the early, like, 2000s were very interactive with their, like, whole spiel. Like, they even had one where a lot of characters came over to Nickelodeon on, like, a commercial or something. And they were all freaking out, like, oh, my God, we're not supposed to be here and they were advertising like Cartoon Network on Nickelodeon. <laughs> and they, I wouldn't put it past them to put like a Naruto thing or if it was like an anniversary or something, if they had either multiple slots or like the whole day of like Naruto Rewind. So I definitely wouldn't put it past them because other networks have done it yeah, in the past. That's as well. fair. So to start us off, which will begin when it first came in 1997 to 1999, which is called the Molterre Era, where Toonami was Cartoon Network's primary action-animated block. The block premiered on March 17th, 1997, one day off of my birthday, which I thought was kind of cool to (laughs) know, (laughs) with a lineup of Thundercats, Cartoon Roulette, Voltron, in another episode of Roulette and the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, respectively, as its first programs. Some of those, I never watched any of these, to be fair. I've never even heard I, of them. I've heard of Thundercats and Johnny Quest. And I think I've only, it's the only reason I know Johnny Quest is I think they did a crossover with like Scooby Doo, and that's how I, I found out about them. Voltron, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that like. Either I'm thinking of Voltron from, like, Marvel, or for some reason I'm thinking Transformers. Um, uh, I don't know which one it is. From Marvel, you're thinking of Ultron. Ultron, that's what it is. I, so Voltron's probably is the Transformers I, one. I looked I up Voltron, and it's a 
DreamWorks show. It looks like a Transformer, but it is oh, okay, not Okay, so it just looks like it. Okay, that's where Yeah, I'm... he kind of like has a gun uh Gundam style type thing going on. He's yeah. almost like a power he looks like a Power Ranger when they all morph into uh, together in their giant machines. Yeah, so as we kind of mentioned a little earlier as well Tudami was originally a weekday afternoon cartoon action block hosted by space ghost villain turned producer Moltar and he was voiced by C. Martin Croker and the Ghost Planet Industry Building from March 17th 1997 to July 10th of 1999 yeah I looked him up he looks dumb the, isn't that the like kitty one? Yeah, he's he's weird looking. He's like he looks like um uh what's that f- villain's name from SpongeBob? Man Ray. He looks like Man Ray. Yeah. Uh yeah, he looks like Man Ray. He is very stupid looking. Um yeah. I think he's dumb. So, let's not stick too long on Moltar. We're going to go from Moltar's era to Tom One era. And this was on July 13th of 1999. Cartoon Network retired the host Moltar, and they relaunched Toonami with a new environment, um, which was the Ghost Planet Spaceship Absolution. And the host of Tom. And this was voiced by Sonny Strait, which introduced viewers to him with his speech. So. Oh, so. okay, yeah, sorry. (laughs) And he uh, Sonny Strait introduced himself to the viewers with this speech. So it's brand new Toonami, but the mission objective remains the same. My name is Tom. I'm the new Moltar. Welcome aboard the Ghost Planet Spaceship Absolution, Cartoon Network's first and only interstellar broadcast and exploration vehicle. I, I'll give you the tour later. From this day forward, she is completely responsible for all Toonami transmissions. I'm taking you guys into the new millennium. No big changes now. Same show, same attitude, new place to do it. I'm the new guy to do it with. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get back to it. Or let's get back into it. Sorry. And during this era, this is when we start to get into the more well-known anime. Or at least one or two of them may be familiar. So this era shows Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, Voltron, Robotech, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam's Wing, The Big O, which definitely does not sound like it should be on a kid's broadcast but uh okay and outlaw star although i'm I'm interested what big o has to show so starting uh in september of 2000 toonami presented the special interactive events known as total immersion events which is also known as ties these ties took place both on air during toonami and online at the official toonami site and this always occurred the week that the blocks most po- with the blocks most popular series. So the uh, first event 
or the first high was known as the intruder, which introduced Tom's companion, an AI matrix known as Sarah. And this was voiced by Sally Timms, um, which is a singer for the British band The Meccans? Meccans? I don't know if I'm saying that right. I hope I am. And The Intruder was an eight-episode miniseries that aired during Toonami from September 18th uh, to October 22nd of 2000. And this involved the Absolution being attacked by an alien blob known as The Intruder, which ultimately devoured Tom 1. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting that in order for them to create new people, they, like, did this. And I was <laughs> like, oh. So it wasn't just, like, the Mandela effect that I thought they looked different at different points. No, they actually did change the view and everything. Yeah, you know, I kind of had that vibe as well, like, when I watched. Because I remember there were transitions where I'm like, this doesn't look the same, but I might be wrong here. And I just never have experienced a broadcast change, like an era change, so I never knew that these Toms were dying. Yeah, I had no idea either. That's why I was fascinated when I was like reading this. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> there's actually like a backstory. Yeah. Oh my god, this Tom person, they actually... like made him like real that's awesome and i just gotta say tom one looks stupid anyway so think, i'm glad he's yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> tom two and three i think are the more so tom three i think is the beginning of the era i watch or majority yeah I'm watching yeah. also i took a look at the big o it's another mecca thing but it's like a detective noir kind of feel to it Oh. But with mechas. Oh, yeah. I'm looking like the, at pictures right now. Yeah. Because the guy's always, like, smoking a cigarette, like, kind of, like, leaning against the wall and stuff. But it looks like he's a detective. So it's, like, this noir feeling, but also mechs are in yeah. it. <laughs> so it seems kind of interesting, but I don't know if I could handle the yeah, art style. <laughs> I definitely would not be able to handle art style. It almost gives me, a like, a early Cowboy Bebop vibe. Yes. Um, but different setting. Yes. It's kind of neat. I think it would be kind of cool if I could get past the early anime They make a remastered era. version. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do that. <laughs> they did for Shaman King. Oh, do they? Did they? Yeah. They, that's why I said it. They get oh. a remastered. Well, it doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, it looks neat. I just can't get past early era anime anymore. I've been spoiled with the new era shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going on to the next era, which is 2000 to 2002, Tom 2 era. Though the intruder resulted in the destruction of Tom, he was soon after upgraded by Sarah from a short Bomberman-esque character to a taller, sleeker, deeper-voiced incarnation dubbed Tom 2, who was voiced by Steve Blum, who has since been the voice of all subsequent incarnations of the character, which is where you get that famous, like, his voice, his iconic voice. At least to me, it's pretty yeah. iconic for this. I, when I think of Tom, I think of this voice. I mean, mainly it was because that's the Tom we grew up on. 
but I think since he had it the longest, I think we can dub him as the honorary Tom. <laughs> yeah. So from this era was a little weird because from July 30th, 2001 until June 28th of 2002, Kids WB, who was also owned by Time Warner, aired a Toonami block that was more or less the Kids WB lineup with the Toonami name. Though they tried to share the shows, it ultimately didn't really end well for either stations, to the point that some of Toonami's big shows like Dragon Ball Z or Card Capture Sakura were only aired for about two weeks, and this led to Toonami going back to its original block back on Cartoon Network. It was more so like the audience didn't really line up, because they this was like another misconception that like all anime is for kids, and they kind of realized that this was more for like at least teenagers and not what Kids WB was lined up for. So like the difference in audiences caused this kind of mishap to they're just like, all right, just go back to being your own thing. <laughs> and we all know what happened with the, uh, well, I don't know if Kids WB and 4Kids TV are the same. They just have very similar names and we know how 4Kids ended up being. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> the tie for this era was called Lockdown, which aired between September 17th to the 21st of 2001 and included the introduction of Cartoon Network.com's first MMORPG, as well as a record breaking amount of page views and ratings for the network. In Lockdown, Tom fights to save the absolution from an attack by a giant trash compactor. Trapped in hyperspace, the next tie ran the week of September 16th through the 20th of 2002. Now you gotta remember, this is literally a year later after you saw the first like series. Sarah gets taken offline by a computer virus named Schwazek, whose voice Sounds actor- <laughs> whose voice actor is unknown, but is speculated to be Kahari Patton. And Tom is trapped in hyperspace. He manages to defeat Swayzak before the absolution hits Earth. This game tied in for the events. The game tie-in for this event is lost, which they, for the MMORPG, they mean, that they made... There was like a special event for this tie thing that they were doing and the game. So it kind of concluded all together. But now there's no way for you to get like the items anymore. Um, I just want to loop back to that four kids and kids WB thing. Just in case anyone was curious because I was. Um, apparently four kids was launched in replacement of kids WB and the network is warner brothers so i would uh, go to say that they're the basically same thing since it's the same parent company um either way they replaced something and got something worse so <laughs> yeah so the end of tom era two we are now entering tom three era so in March of 2003, Tom was revamped and he 
has like this more muscular build now. He's bigger. I'd say he's sleeker. He's got like this matte this matte finish on him. He's not as shiny. He's still a robot spaceman, but yeah, he's he's a little bigger now. And it was explained in the universe that he was rebuilt after fighting some space pirates named like Orcelot or maybe Orcs Orcalot. I think it's Orcelot. Orcelot Rex. Anyway. And yeah, because of this, he um, got this revamp, and his voice became a little more human-like. And on April 17th of 2004, Toonami was moved from the weekday afternoons to the Saturday evening slot. And this is where it aired regularly for four hours, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. And the new lighter-toned action block uh, was... um, uh, Mi Biguzi, which premiered uh, two weekdays in its place. Um, yeah, and I'm looking this up right now, Miguzi, and I have no idea what the hell this is, but it's honestly a little terrifying looking. <laughs> it's like really creepy alien. Oh, I do know what this is. I remember seeing little clips of this. Yeah, never liked this as a kid. This shit was totally terrifying, but not like I it didn't find it terrifying. I just found it creepy, and I just didn't want to see it. And Which I don't one understand. What are you it. talking about? Miguzi. Just just type in Miguzi on Google Images. You see these alien things. This girl in like a yellow martial arts suit. I don't even know what this. Like you'd see Bruce Lee wearing this thing. Uh, yeah, did not like that shit. <laughs> so yeah, this this premiered um, two weekdays in its place. Anyway, uh, Tsunami uh, replaced the block uh, known as Saturday Video Entertainment System. Um, one reason for the move from weekdays to Saturdays was because some of the shows on the weekday lineup became too violent for a weekday broadcast on the network, which it makes sense because Americans are really weird about their television and they don't let us see anything fun when kids are allowed to watch TV. You like you look at European commercials and shit, they're showing boobs and stuff. We can't even show a cartoon. <laughs> but that's to do with like the FCC and stuff. We're not gonna get into that to topic. <laughs> but, but yeah, it became too violent for T V regular hours so they had to move it a little bit later to shield children's eyes and the new tsunami lined up showcased anime that i can relate to because this is starts to be where i really got into it and this lineup includes naruto rave master duel masters uh, mobile suit gundam seed one piece zatch bell and pokemon chronicles and uh, this premiered North American production team or er, productions, including Teen Titans, uh, Megas LRX, Justice League Unlimited, and IGPX, which a few of those I have no idea of what they are. But yeah, Naruto, Pokemon, Zatch Bell, actually, I enjoyed. I don't know if I would like it nowadays, um, but those were all good. And then Teen Titans and Justice League were fucking sweet. I think you forgot a couple of bobo bows there in the bobo 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 bow. Nah, bobo bow 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 bow. 
I don't know. It always uh, <laughs> I can never <laughs> say the red. But bo, 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 always... bo, 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 bo. I always so I never watch bo, 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 bo. but I, I always loved it when they would say the lineup for the show and they'd be like up next Naruto and then One Piece and then bo, 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 bo. and I just yeah. I don't know why as a child <laughs> I just got so much enjoyment out of that such a yeah, stupid so name this was definitely for me, the era I watched the most too, because this is where I got into One Piece. I watched Naruto, Zatch Bell. I actually got really into when I yeah. first started. I don't again. You got I me think, into it. Yeah, I think the only thing stopping me from getting into it again is the art style. It's very older, even I would say for that era. Yeah, because they're like puppets, right? Like you have like this yeah. magic linked to them and if they die you die or something no it's uh the book dies they die ah oh, gotcha. you can die and then they'll just have to find a, a new person okay. but they have to protect the book and gotcha, yeah. like different people's book will look different so and depending on like how strong you are you get new spells and it's to become king of whatever world uh they're in Gotcha. Yeah, I like that one. I definitely probably couldn't watch it nowadays. I'm looking through the pictures, and it's definitely old. It was really good, I think, at the time when it came out. Because it was very different. Because, like, this, I feel like, was also kind of the height of, like, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, uh, like, all those main ones. And Zatch Bell kind of got overshadowed by all these big-name ones. Even One Piece and Naruto, that because they they've become so big, so I feel like they Zatch Bell just came out at the wrong time. If they came out in the previous era, oh, it would have been it probably would have been like one of the best ones I think. But that's also because like the other ones only had like Dragon Ball Z, like your like Card Capture Sakura, Sailor Moon, all those like really old ones that like everyone like the beginning of anime so kind of sucks that zatch bell could have uh been a little better and i did i am starting to remember that uh miguzi or whatever it is yeah because (laughs) i remember the purple guy with the one eye over his head and everything i i do remember him i was like why do i i know this (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you a single thing. Like, I think they were just the in between. They were just the in between. They yeah. were, but like, oh my god, I hate. They were it. just different transition from yeah. Tom. God, it was awful. Though looking at some of the pictures, there's another show that uh, I forgot about, and Code Lyoko. I was oh Code Lyoko. Yes, with that. I always saw like clips of it. I never actually watched it. Oh, I heard it's I fantastic, was, though. I loved it. I was obsessed with it. I've even rewatched some of it. The animation isn't that bad. The one it's, thing I will um, uh, it it looks CG in certain aspects of it, and yeah, this, this is when they go in the like video game. Yeah, portion. and this was before CG was accepted, really, because CG is just now starting to be, actually be pretty big in anime, and I think they're ahead of their time on that. Though I still think their 3D was... They blended it pretty it, it well. It doesn't look terrible. Because um, they only did it when they had to go into the the world or, like, mm-hmm. when something... 
the whole person, the bad person, is called Xana. And whenever Xana interacted um, with either the real world or, like, stuff from the that world came into the real world, that's when, like, the 3D would come. So you would know which world you were in. Like, there was that mm-hmm. separation. I think that's why it works so well. Yeah. You know, I will say, just from looking at pictures, the animation isn't that bad, just from still images. Although... They have foreheads for days. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, just about to say even... the one thing I will criticize is I don't know why they just made oh. them. It's they don't even, even got four. That, that's not even a five head. That's like a <laughs> six head. Yeah, is that what it's... you were about to say? It's like not even five head. Yeah. It... Oh, what, I don't like, even what a... know what you would. Like the dude's like I don't know how to draw <laughs> like heads, so he drew a head and he's like, okay, this is good. I'm going to put their face on the lower half of it. Literally, you draw a line halfway through their head, their entire face is underneath that line. Yeah. It, it, it's just... That's rough. <laughs> Not to mention, they don't get, like, anyone really, like, long hair to, like, Mm-mm. combat that. It's just, like... They all have 45-year-old receding hairlines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, like, why... Why is their foreheads so big? And it's not just them; it's everyone. Yeah, yeah these every single twelve-year-old in this world was born in a fifty-seven-year-old's body. Yeah, that that would <laughs> be my rough. one. The complaint is I'm just like, what? Why are yeah. their foreheads so big? They're like bobbleheads. Yeah, I'm just not gonna watch it ever for that reason. <laughs> it was so good. I was really obsessed with that show when it was came out like i watched it every week like i was looking forward to uh when code lyoko came out but enough of that as much as i'd like to reminisce we still got a few more eras to go to and the next one is the 2007 to 2008 tom four era and cancellation Hold on. I just I just want everyone to do themselves a disservice. Go to open a new tab, type uh Tsunami Tom 4 and just look at the monstrosity that this man is. Oh, they did my man dirty. It's like they took Thomas the Train's face and they threw him on an idiot body. Which I don't know sucks. what they were going for. I don't know either because like they had if you look at literally every other incarnation, they all look like either the same or like upgraded how it, right. like the story progresses. Like he's like, oh, they rebuilt him. They made him sleeker. They made him stronger. And like, everything's dark. Like it's a dark theme. You're in a spaceship. Not this one. Yeah, which is probably why it failed. <laughs> but Honestly, who knows? No. But it did fit with their theme because they were always kind of like, I don't want to say darker cartoons, but, I mean, if you compare cartoons to anime, yeah, they're a little darker because there's usually more life-threatening stuff in anime. Yeah, like fucking trying to murder a child like uh, Gara. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Naruto's literally just 10-year-olds killing each other. Yeah, Gara sand coffins people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty dark. <laughs> So, on January 27th, 2007, a teaser commercial aired during Shaolin Showdown Marathon on Cartoon Network. Oh, oh my God. That just brought me back. I love Shaolin Showdown. Oh, my God. It was Fucking so good. Fucking love that shit. 
Sorry. I love uh, the the that whole. That just brought me back. I love the whole premise of it where they had to like their get, objects. I, yeah, I forget what they call it. And then like the whole Shaolin showdown where they actually had to use them to fight, mm-hmm. and the fact that they don't always win. Like they actually yes. lost. I would say probably on roughly like. 40% of the time, maybe like 30, 40% of the time. But every episode, sometimes you didn't know if they if they were actually going to win. Because the main guy, like, they made him kind of an idiot, but like at the same time, not. Yeah, at least you could like power through and like yeah. actually win stuff. Or like, yeah, actually think of like strategies and stuff and actually win in certain cases and then it was like, oh, they don't just automatically win the very next time. Or, like, maybe next time they use different items instead of the same one that they just lost. So there was, like, a power balance. And I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a cool-ass show. I liked it a lot. I'm just – now I'm reminiscing. I'm, I pulled up the items, and I'm looking at all of them. Ah, <sighs> man, that was that was The only – I remember – Orb of Tsunami or Tsunami. Let's see. Orb. They have Mantis Flip Coin. And they have. Uh, it was something Serpent's Tail or Ghost Tail that made you like invisible and then the reversing exactly mirror. About. I know exactly what you're talking about. I only remember. Uh, oh, Tutan Tunic. Damn it, I was just saying it. Oh. Tutan Tunic. <laughs> Yes, I remember that one. Sword of Storms. I, I remember like a cloak. I don't remember what the cloak did. It just turned you invisible. Because uh, I remember that one because it's from the same episode I'm thinking of. Two-Ton Tunic and the Sword mm-hmm. of Storms was in. <sighs> then Man. there was, oh, the Golden Claws things that like rip dimensions or something like that. Gosh, there's a lot of good shit in that show. Part of Zhang. You know, the show reminded me a lot of um, Jackie Chan Adventures, yes. but with a twist. Yes. I wonder if there was inspiration there. I don't know, but I think we need to do a Shaolin Showdown episode. I would be fine with that. It's technically not anime, but neither is Avatar the Last Airbender. We did that. Yeah, so, that was our first one. <laughs> yeah. Honorary anime. It's I'm on Toonami, it. so it's okay. It passes. Yeah, that's right. If it, that if is... it was on Toonami, it passes. <laughs> so, going back. <laughs> Sorry, that was a sidebar we didn't need to take, but I'm glad we did. The teaser commercial that was shown during this marathon featured close-up shots of larger Clydes, the remote robot explorers that have been a fixture on Toonami since the beginning, and two new robot AIs along with the date 31707 and Tom's chess emblem glowing blue. On March 17th, Tudami celebrated its 10th anniversary with a new pack packaging and numerous montages celebrating the block, which were just like short little skits and stuff. Tom was revamped into a shorter model with more humanoid features, facial features, who was a commander of a jungle control room and aided by two new robots. Flash, who was voiced by Dave Wittenberg, and D, voiced by Tom Kenny. The montages included a look at past hosts, former logos, and a decade worth of clips and voiceovers from the shows that aired on Toonami. There were a total of four montages, each with different clips, and three were one minute long. 
which I thought was pretty cool that, again, they actually put so much lore and stuff into this, but they made this monstrosity person. (laughs) I know, like, you go through this astronaut space theme, and then you go to this thing. You go to a clockwork. Yeah. Rip, rusted, cocaine, (laughs) afterward, Thomas the Tank Train engine Yeah, that dude's fucking... Yeah, he's definitely... (laughs) coming down from a high every single time he's on the show. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I I couldn't even put it in words. And just as part of the anniversary, they planned a month of movies that got aired. The Invincible Iron Man. Mo- Mosaic? Mosaic, yeah. Hellboy Blood and Iron. Stanley Presents the Condor. Spirited Away and Team Titans Trouble in Tokyo. Oh I my god. That, Aaron. You are bringing so many things back <laughs> right now. <laughs> Fucking Trouble in Tokyo. That was that shit was sweet. That was actually so good. Fucking awesome. Not to mention I liked it because like as a kid, I think that this may have been my first ship moment. Was definitely Robin and Starfire, like during this, where they like almost got together, but not at the same time. And I'm just like, ah! <laughs> but just the whole movie was a sight to behold. I was it like, was good. It was actually a good freaking movie. Yeah. Dude, Teen Titans was so good. Oh, dude. It had. So much lore, it got depth. It wasn't afraid to get dark, and then yeah. they fucked it up with Teen Titans Go. Yeah, Teen Titans Go even knows they fucked it up. They've made jokes within the oh, show yeah. about how terrible they are. Because Teen Titans was just so well written that like it felt like you were learning about people, their past, their like you just really connected with them. Yeah. So, on <sighs> September 20th of 2008, the Anime Weekend Atlanta Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, Cartoon Network announced that they had canceled the Toonami block due to low ratings, which I'm curious is if it's because of the person, because, oh my god. Toonami yeah. then aired its final broadcast later that same evening. Their final show to aired was a rerun of Samurai Jack at 10.30 oh. p.m. My God, Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack! Oh God, I'm having nostalgia trips right now. <laughs> Employees who worked on the block moved to other parts of the channel, except for Dennis Mo- Molani, who left Turner to work for Disney. Toonami Jetstream remained with the Toonami name until January 30th, 2009. At the end of Toonami's final airing. Tom Ford ended the block with a brief final monologue backed by the song Cascade by Techno, which was, well, this is the end, beautiful friends. After more than 11 years, this is Toonami's final broadcast. It's been a lot of fun, and we'd like to thank each and every one of you who had made this journey with us. Toonami will, wouldn't have been anything without you. Hopefully, we left you with some good memories. So until we meet again... Stay gold. Bang. After Toonami's final episode on TV, 
Toonami's Jetstream's subsequent shutdown in 2009 marked the end of this incarnation until the brand's revival back in 2012. <laughs> yeah, how depressing would it be to, like, shortly after your 10-year anniversary been like, oh, by the way, guys, we're shutting this bitch down. I know, like, that to have been, like, damn, that... Yeah, like, right after your 10th anniversary, you're celebrating all this, and then, like, a year later, you guys are like, yeah, by the way, it's yeah, not shut working. This, shut her down. Yeah. So, now we enter a new era, the Adult Swim 2012 to present day. And we're entering the Tom 3.5 era. So, on April 1st of 2012, Adult Swim aired the Toonami Block for their annual April Fool's prank. And uh, this would be, they would be airing an annual airing of The Room. After airing that week's scheduled episode of Bleach, the Toonami-related programming continued through the night, featuring shows such as Dragon Ball Z, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, uh, Tenshi Muyo, Outlaw Star, The Big O, Yu Yu Hakusho, Blue Submarine Number 6, Trigun, Astro Boy 1963, which I do make a reference to in um, our history of anime episode i forget what we even titled that or what episode that was but i do make reference to it and uh gigantor which i also make reference to uh the following day adult swim posted a message to their twitter page simply stating want it back let us know and adult swim or um, yeah and then they had the hashtag bring back tsunami and on april 4th adult swim followed this up with a tweet stating Hashtag bring back Toonami, we heard you. Thank you for your passion and interest. Stay tuned. And on April 8th, Adult Swim aired two bumpers about the uh, Toonami tweets and answered the we're listening and we're looking into it. So on May 16th, Adult Swim posted a message on Facebook announced that Toonami would return on May 26th. So that I feel like that was very fast turnaround. And I feel like it was already in the works, and they just wanted confirmation before they like put the final bow on it, because that only gave them a little over a month and a half to actually get this shit going. So the the network issued a press release later that day, confirming that the block's revival as a Saturday night late night action block, and it made its return. And the initial lineup consisted of current Adult Swim action programs such as. Or along with the premieres of Dead Man Wonderland, which we mentioned in our last episode about how... Or was it our last episode? Where we mentioned um, yes. that Dead Man Wonderland didn't do the an- the manga justice. And then it also included Cowboy Bebop. Uh, so, in essence, the revived block is very similar to the midnight run of the original, airing uncut programming as well as having more mature themes. And then on October 6th, Toonami expanded to a full six hours. Uh, Symbiotic, Titan, and Thundercats were added to their block. Uh, Tenshi Muyo, uh, GXP was also announced as the next premiere on November 3rd, as well as the return of Inuyasha, which I have never seen a single episode of, 
but a lot of people swear by it. On November 22nd, Toonami announced that they would air uncut episodes of Naruto and confirmed that Bleach would enter reruns for eight weeks beginning on December 1st. On January 6th, I know there's a lot of dates being thrown around, guys, but on, they did a lot of stuff in this era. Like, they were, they, I feel like when they came back, they're like, we need to go hard on this. Like, we need to actually keep people interested and maybe throw in some shows that are fan favorites. So, on January 6, 2013, Toonami introduced a new blue color scheme after using a similar scheme to introduce Inuyasha on November 3rd of the previous year. And new episodes of Bleach began on January uh, 26th and on February 16th. Soul Eater began airing on Toonami, replacing Samurai 7. And during Momocon, new designs for both Tom and the Absolution were unveiled. Unveiled along with the announcement that the overall design of the block would be changed. And I got to say, I actually watched Soul Eater's premiering when it first came out, and I wasn't a fan, and I haven't watched a single episode since that day, but I want to give it another shot because I hear so many people love Soul Eater, and I feel like I was just giving it too hard of a critique. Plus, I love um, Fire Force, and that's the same creator, so probably should get back to watching that one. I've always tried watching Soul Eater because everyone, it's another one people say is like really good. And I rewatched the first like three episodes and it just <laughs> doesn't really catch me. But yeah, you might have been there when we watched it um, when I first watched it because I think it was you, me, and Tay. I can't remember. But yeah, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's just, I, I just think it's one of those like, it. I, I don't have anything really against it. Like, it looks like it would be a good action comedy. Like, your typical shonen. Like, I, I think it fits shonen to a T. Like, it did everything right. But it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I think it's one of those you like it or you don't. Yeah. I don't hate it by any means. It's just, like, the characters are yeah. fine. Like, the, they have funny interact Because I like watching clips of it. Yeah. But I think it's the same thing with like with me with Jintama. I love seeing clips of Jintama. I think a lot of clips are freaking funny as hell. But like I've tried watching it and like it's just really slow. But like it has such a deep backstory. That's why I wanted to get into it. But it's so hard because like the normal everyday thing. They're trying to be a slapstick comedy. But they have really serious moments here and there. And you just don't know when those serious moments are going to come out. And so it's like, are you here to try to watch for the serious moments? Do you just want the slapstick comedy? Like, what do you want? And I, like, I like Jintama, but it's just hard for me to watch the full thing. Yeah, I've never seen it. You should so look I it have up. no comments on that. You should... I'm looking it up, and none of it's familiar to me, actually. You... There's a, a funny scene I want to show you, but I'll, I'll wait till after here. Okay. But, yes, after that, we now get into Tom 5 era, which is 2013 through 2019. On April 27th, 2013, Toonami premiered its new look, featuring the return of supporting host Sarah, now voiced by Adult Swim staff member Dana Swanson. To cut... To kick off 2014, 
Toonami premiered the anime Space Dandy on July or January 4th, even before Japan. And the new look also featured the return of the Ninja Tune record label to Toonami and Intruder 2, the first total immersion event or tie since Toonami's 2012 revival began on November 7th and concluded on December 20th of 2015 with Sunny Straight reprising his role as invader with steve blum who also the is the invader and tom five respectively as we kind of mentioned already steve blum has continued to be tom through stop consequences but certain straight <laughs> came back to reprise his role as in the invader which i thought is also kind of cool that everyone's kind of like getting back together getting the gang back together just a little happy moment and on December 2nd, Adult Swim announced that a new season of Samurai Jack was being produced, and it ended up premiering on Toonami in March 27th. And the conclusion of Intruder 3 in 2016 led to another new look to Toonami. A fifth tie titled Countdown was released from November 4th through November 25th, 2017. It centers Tom being sent into the future where Sarah takes over the vindication after passing through an unknown nebula while his future counterpart travels to the present to destroy the ship to prevent her from becoming evil. The event concluded with Tom having scratches and minimal damage on his body. Again, they did such a good job with these like shorts. It was insane. And on September 29th, Toonami expanded to seven full hours from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. with Boruto Naruto's Next Generations as the marquee edition. On December 13th, it was announced that Toonami would remove Dragon Ball Z, Kai, and Samurai Jack from its lineup, cutting the block back down to six hours. And that it would move back from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. starting on January 5th of 2019. Because Adult Swim took back the 8 p.m. hour slot from Cartoon Network. But on June 27th of 2019, Toonami was going back to 11 p.m. and ending at 4 a.m. With the addition of premiering Food Wars, Shokugeki, Shokugeki no Soma is the Japanese name at 1 a.m. The changes began on July 6th of 2019, and on July 4th at Anime Expo and on Facebook, it was announced that Demon Slayer would be joining the block this fall. And on July 20th, it was revealed that Fire Force would be joining, and RTX announced that Genlock would be joining as well on August 3rd, and finally, on August 16th, it was announced that Toonami would expend 30 minutes and reshuffle its block with Dr. Stone coming to the lineup at 12 a.m. Um, so, one. Have you ever seen Food Wars? Yes, I've seen all of it. I have not seen all of it. Um, but I think the animation is gorgeous. I think it's hilarious the the premise or not necessarily the premise the the 
with their animation, clothes I guess. first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Uh, so I need to actually watch it and finish it because I think it would actually be a pretty good one to watch. Um, and I guess it makes sense that they have, like, Demon Slayer and Fire Force and stuff like that, Dr. Stone. But I did not realize they had it. And that was probably a great choice on their part because fantastic anime. Yeah, this is when now they're starting to get, like, all the, like, big name ones. That mm-hmm. I'm wondering if this is why so many people actually know of it. It's because Toonami still... I feel like Toonami still helps out a lot about bringing anime to the Western audiences. Especially with its time slot because... It's going to be, like, our age group or, like, the 18 to 25 Mm -hmm. uh, age group as well. Yeah. As long as Toonami can keep getting their hands on licensing rights to throw some of these shows on air, I think it's definitely going to help just anime in general. Because right now, Crunchyroll, well, I guess Funimation formerly, both of them would get their grasps on these things, and I feel like they wouldn't let them go. But Toonami seems to get a few of them every so often pretty good ones they also one i didn't mention is they had sao as well oh yeah that's where i started sao actually yeah that's where i remember that i remember seeing it on toonami oh they had um attack on titan too yes they did that's where i started attack on titan and then i missed it and i'm like well i'm gonna binge it on my phone yeah so this is toonami was definitely a great gateway into oh anime. yeah it's it's like weed a great gateway <laughs> it's, the, it's the gateway <laughs> drug to anime tsunami exactly. so if you ever have problems and so you move on to harder stuff like uh fucking funimation and crunchyroll so if you ever have trouble trying to introduce anime to someone just look up tsunami's list of anime and be like hmm look at that list and think of which one they would fit their taste and be like all right that's the one you choose oh man yeah, and honestly, look at that list and then choose Dr. Stone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so we're about wrapped up with the Tom era, so we're moving on to the final Tom era uh, currently, and that is the Tom 6 era. And this is following the events of uh, The Forge. Tom 5 was killed by the Forge commander and was rebuilt, and after his fellow team, Yellow Toms, escaped with the Vindication, the new Tom 6 and Sarah version 4 were forced to continue Toonami from the Forge space station. And on March 13th of 2022, it was announced that a new tie, The Return, would air in two parts to celebrate the block's 25th anniversary. So we came a long way from... Okay, hold on, actually... Can you really say it's the 25th anniversary <laughs> when you canceled for four I years? I must have had a four-year hiatus, but I mean, hey. that's like That's like a couple is married for 10 years. They get a divorce for four and then get back together. And then 25 years later, they're like, oh, my God, it's our anniversary. Like, bitch. No. You guys were broken up. This. Can you really say? I'm looking at you, Toonami. I'm, I'm throwing shade. I'm not. Whatever. So, assuming it's their 25th anniversary. So, it's going it's running for uh ran for 2 minutes each and the event saw Tom 6 and Sarah version 4 going to the GPS Absolution Mark uh 14. fucking yeah. 
16. And uh, is that 16? That's 14. Yeah, that's Axis 10, isn't it? 14. Yeah, 14, 14, 14. Yeah, you're right. I I thought it was, yeah, stupid Roman numerals. (laughs) I read it backwards sometimes. Yeah, 14. And wait, did I say 18? You said 16. Okay, because I'm like, I was super wrong (laughs) if I said that. No, you said 16. Okay. So, yeah, Mark 14, an upgraded version of the absolution that was sent back in time from 250 years in the future for uh, the next graphical rebrand, and the forge is now abandoned. And let me be real, Toonami's given themselves a lot of credit if they're going to survive 250 years, but... I mean, if it keeps up, (laughs) because it has Black Clover on there now. Does it really? Yeah, it's in this... I didn't put it because there were so many new animes, but to go on a little bit on this era, the newest SAO algorithmization, War the Underworld, was on there. Food Wars was removed until the next season came out, so they weren't doing reruns of them anymore. The second season, Fire Force, four Batman movies, Assassination Classroom... Uh, Justice League, the new frontier. Yash- Yashahime Princess, Half Demon, Blade Runner, um, Made in Abyss came, The Return of One Piece, Attack on Titan's final season, or the second part of the fourth season of. <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah. god. So it, Attack on Titan. Oh, first, they're like, we're going to have. Oh, final season. And then it's like, oh, wait, this is final season part one. And then final season, final part. And then they're like, just kidding. It's going to be a three-parter. Listen, if you have to break up a season into three parts, they're separate fucking seasons. (laughs) Sorry. Little rant. Um, But I don't see... So just so we can talk about Toonami a little bit in the future of it, I honestly don't see it lasting a whole lot longer Maybe, like, they might get another half decade or something, but I could see Crunchyroll going on the full Monopoly route and just, like, eating up as many licenses as they can. Or if they do allow Tsunamis to survive, they're going to be raking in cash from them to where it's, like, Tsunami might not be financially a smart move to keep going they're, because of the cost. They're actually owned by the same company now. Are they really? Yes. Oh. The Country Roll, the anime-oriented streaming service company, has been a sibling asset to Adult Swim after AT&T's acquisition of Time Warner and its sub- subsequent acquisition of the remaining shares in AT&T's existing venture, Outer Media, in March. Oh, well then... Yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. No, then they're going to survive. Crunchyroll's eating it all up. All right. They're going to survive then. So they're I like, assumed they're that they siblings, were... I guess. So they're not, because yeah. they're owned by the same major company, it looks like, but they're mm-hmm. still their own separate things. But they have okay. had collaborations because uh, they say that there will be synergies between Toonami and their services. The two properties had already announced a collaboration on Blade Runner Black Lotus, an anime series set within the Blade Runner universe. And July 2020, Adult Swim and Country Roll announced a new anime series collaboration called Fen- Fena the Pirate Princess. Oh. So it's more like well, shit. Uh, Adult Swim and Country Roll are yeah. together because 
technically Toonami is just like a subsequent of Adult Swim. Yeah. But. So I was because I was wondering how the hell they were getting these licenses when Crunchyroll owns them. That makes a lot of sense, and it's basically like Crunchyroll fucking funds Toonami because of subscription like that's like, like the basically crunchyroll can just pay for it and then toonami gets ad revenue and stuff so okay and mind, vice gonna... versa, the so basically toonami can introduce to anime yeah and you can and get people going. hooked yeah. yeah that's smart business model so it looks like crunchyroll already got that monopoly <laughs> the only person they compete with is netflix really i mean netflix has Violet Evergarden, so... Yeah, yeah. But Netflix also is doing some stuff that's pissing people off, so... As long as I can watch my Violet Evergarden, I I just need to get copies of those before um, whatever happens. Yeah. (laughs) But Netflix also has um, Seven Deadly Sins, and they totally butchered that, so... Ugh. We can do a whole episode on that. But yeah, that that's about it for us for Toonami. Doing this research, I just never really knew how extensive like the Tom War was. Yeah, I had no idea. I I would love if more stations or like even I don't know how Netflix would do it. I guess because they don't have commercials or Crunchyroll doesn't have like. That's the one thing you can't get that Tudami has is I love that they have like this interaction thing with like the audience. Mm-hmm. And I Yeah. I, I would love to see if that could happen more. Like if well Crunchyroll now, they have their like I don't know if you call it mascot, but they have like the virtual girl anime girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you would think they would do something with that. But like I don't know, because I feel like Toonami did it well because they, it was because it was part of the transitions and like it made you want to stay and watch not only the shows but the transitions to see if it was anything new. So yeah, and the benefit of television is they hold you captive. You can't watch your show until you watch Tom, whereas with Crunchyroll and all them, you have the fast forward yeah, button. Yeah, you could so. just go skip. Yeah. So, unfortunately... So it just doesn't work out. Yeah, unfortunately, we probably won't get another Tom. <laughs> yeah, although I really hope that Toonami stays alive for a while, because... I do, too. I It's just... It's the premise. And the nostalgia of going back and realizing so many yeah. animes that... Toonami really was my gateway to anime without me even knowing that yep. I was watching anime. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to leave you with my question of the day is this is for would be for anyone who has watched Toonami. What Tom era are you from? And I'm Mm. 99% sure I'm from Tom era three. That was my. Yeah, I'm Tom era three borderline four somewhere in there. I'm for sure three because of like all the shows that and I looked at him. I was like, yeah, I'm 100% started in. Well, I don't know if I've seen a couple of two because the second era Tom looked strangely familiar, but I mean, he looks very identical to three. Yeah. So it could just be <laughs> yeah. that, but I know for sure I've at least like no later th- or yeah, no later than three as early as two, but I'm almost positive. It was three. 
Yeah, and I'm pretty positive I started in three because of Zatch Bell and Naruto yeah. and uh, Justice League, Teen Titans, all blah, 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 yeah. and Yeah, because <laughs> I them. remember but your thing I, of, <laughs> I remember hearing it too, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things that... Um, it just, yeah, the nostalgia and everything. But I think I was mostly focused on four in reality. But yeah, so that'll be it for this episode. So don't forget to show us some love and support on patreon.com slash weebspawn. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at weebspawn. And you can contact us at weebspawn at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you next time when we weebspawn. <laughs>